Hello friends, we're back again. It's Fightful Overbooked, and it's time for everybody's favoritest show on the road past WrestleMania and into the backlash of WrestleMania. Yeah, I know, it's so It bad. doesn't have the same ring to it. I, I mean, yeah. the road past, we've driven past WrestleMania and now we're on the road to WrestleMania backlash. Anyway, it's so bad, it's good. And then there's the ding. You know who I am, you know who that is. How you doing, that guy? Mm, WrestleMania was fantastic and or terrible. We don't know. We don't know. Well, all we know is that uh, a, a new WWE champion Cody Rhodes is upon us. <laughs> Made his debut, showed up, took the title belt, walked out right there. Did not know what to expect. A stupendous two-night event at WrestleMania as we record this before WrestleMania. So in other words, who knows? Maybe yeah. it's great. Maybe. Let us know in the comments. Was it a good WrestleMania? Anyway, I really liked night one, Joel. I liked night one. I thought it was stupendous. Night two was not as stupendous, but it was still very good. I heard the Raw after Mania was also very special because Mm. of the return of Oscar. Lacey Evans? Oh, Lacey Evans. Yeah, I forgot she came back. She won the Universal title, didn't she? Yes. Okay. How about this? I'm going to give you an actual prediction. Mm? Oh, okay. This on March 19th. Let's say the Raw after Mania, the return is actually Bailey, and she has challenged Bianca Belair for the Raw Women's Championship, which she won at night one of WrestleMania. Okay. I, if I'll I got it in the comments, we'll see it in the comments. Hey, listen, I, I wouldn't be opposed to that. I do miss Bailey. I love Bailey. If we can just talk about Bailey for a second, she's a great, great performer, funny person on Twitter, and mm. her favorite band shares with me. Paramore. She loves Paramore, so I can't hate that woman. We appreciate Bailey. Mm-hmm. You know what else we appreciate? Ah. We appreciate your thumbs up, and we appreciate you subscribing to this channel of Fightful Overbooked, and we appreciate mm-hmm. your comments, especially the one about Bailey and Bianca and the WrestleMania and the yeah, things like that. that. You know, just all that. Yeah. But I also appreciate Josh Austin. Stone Cold Steve Austin, who, by the way, at WrestleMania, knocked the shit out of Kevin Owens, and they had a knockdown dragout five-star affair. They had a full match, went 20 minutes, bell to bell, Austin's best match ever. We have to appreciate that today. Yes, we do. Um, when you said Austin, I was really, really nervous that you were going to say Fury. And I was Hell like, this no. is not what I signed up for. I'm mm-hmm. like, I don't know if he's in our age demographic. But he... um. Like Stone Cold Steve Austin and Kevin Owens, they had a great program at WrestleMania. They had a great time. I loved it. Loved their match. Um, I really like when Austin did the six thirty splash. Did not expect that. that. No, me either. Uh, Me either. But it was fun. It was a real, real fun time. Um, But you know, back in two thousand and one, something else was really fun. The entire wrestling landscape. The invasion. I was going to say, but you know, everyone loved the invasion. It was really well executed. Great time. Their their number one, uh, their number one guy, their leader was of course Stone Cold Steve Austin, known WCW superstar, uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. And um, there was some. There was the. Let's just break down for anyone that doesn't know what the invasion was. WCW and ECW. Both were purchased by Vince McMahon, by the WWF. Um, and then, of course, they had they had a, a, a roster full of people that they could now sign. Um, not everyone was available, obviously. And there was a, a few key missing names in the invasion, but it is what it is, and it's, you know, 
talked about to the death. We're not going to talk about that too much. But I just want to paint you a little picture. There was the alliance, which was WCW and ECW, led by Shane McMahon's WCW and Stephanie McMahon's ECW. For some so the, weird reason. Yeah. Um. Listen, you had to be at least shocked when Shane McMahon showed up on Nitro. I mean, everyone was. They're like, holy shit, it's Shane McMahon on Nitro. Well, this is crazy. Not so shocked when Stephanie came out as the leader of ECW because you were like, oh, okay, we know what's happening with this invasion. It's <laughs> it's it just is what it is. It was cool in the time, I guess. I was a little one at the time, so I was like, I was just getting into wrestling at this time. The invasion was really my first um, experience with wrestling. So I was popping in really after wrestling's peak, really, because okay. yeah. we're out of the attitude era and mm-hmm. we're going, we're going into the invasion stuff. And a lot of people look at the invasion and look down upon it's looked down upon by a lot of people, which is understandable. Mm-hmm. Um, but to me, I was like, this is the coolest thing in the world. I didn't know what WCW and ECW was when I was six years old. I didn't know. I was like, oh, cool. Like, I just understood that they were the McMahons and they owned the companies now. Um, so I thought this was all the best of the best at the time. Obviously, I learned <laughs> that it was not the best of the best. And there was a lot of people better than Raven and, um, you know, all of those people. You know, we had Booker T come out of this. We had Rob Van Dam come out of this. There was some good things that came out of the invasion. It wasn't yeah, all bad. Um, it was. The invasion pay-per-view, if you remember in this time, was actually quite Quite the time. I yep. liked the invasion. Co- the concept of it was great. The execution was a little poor. I guess one of that. the, one of the highest buy rates on pay-per-view ever, mm-hmm. the invasion. And, mm-hmm. and you know what? Say what you will about it. The, it was, it was, it was fine, but not as fine as the night after SummerSlam 2001 when Austin beat up a bunch of referees retaining his WWF championship over Kurt Angle, the Olympic gold medalist. And it's Austin Appreciation Night on Monday Night Raw. What a night this was. Oh, what a time. This is what we're diving into today. We're not talking about the Invasion pay-per-view. We're not talking about Survivor Series where it all ended. We're not talking about any of the pay-per-view stuff. We're talking about Stone Cold Steve Austin Appreciation Night, which I, which is led by the leader of the ECW side of the alliance, Stephanie McMahon. She kind of took it upon herself to make sure that she, that Austin knew that he was appreciated by his fellow teammates in the alliance from WCW and ECW. So this, 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 this is whole thing. It's a whole celebration. All of the alliances in the ring. It's a whole time. So first of all, we start off, it's Paul Heyman and he's in the ring with Stephanie McMahon and Deborah, who of course was Austin's wife at the time. Now the alliance is around the ring and Paul Heyman is just like great leaders include Alexander the great Julius Caesar and Richard Nixon. Uh, it's like a weird, that's weird, right? It's kind of a weird name to put out there as Nixon. You know, those are the, with, with Alexander the Great and Caesar. Do you, I guess. <clears throat> okay. Whatever, Paul. Paul's yeah. a weird guy. He doesn't really stick to a formula, you know what I mean? He likes yeah. to think outside the box. <laughs> we'll talk about Paul Heyman next week on the show. How's that? Steve Austin comes out and he's got that underrated heel music that I liked. Me the too. Glass shatter- the glass shattering was was not great in that theme, but he had a really underrated heel music. Yeah. I liked it. Me too. Yeah. Everyone everyone craps all over that all the time, and I'm like, I thought it was good. It was fine. So, speaking of fine, Paul Heyman starts introducing people to bring into the ring so that they can show their appreciation for Stone Cold Steve Austin. First person, the Hurricane, Shane Helms, 
Gregory Helms, I guess, at the time, because there was already a Shane McMahon running WCW. So the hurricane comes in and he's going to give the first gift. He says, Stone Cold, the Green Lantern was my hero until last night. I can't do a Southern accent. It's like his. It wasn't actually that bad. That was okay. Okay. Well, you're you're speaking. I'm not Southern, so I can't really. I'm not really probably the best judge of it. I talk like I'm literally talking out of my freaking ass. So like, you know, it's fine. I thought. But to yeah, you. Well, he says from this day forward, Stone Cold Steve Austin is his new hero. And then he gives him the shirt off his back. Hurricane takes off his shirt, his la la. own one and only Green Lantern shirt to reveal that he is wearing a Stone Cold Steve Austin shirt, which True. was available at the time on WWFShopZone.com. It was. They JR all- would have told you that too. That's a true. lot. Next up, they bring out Chris Canyon because who better than Canyon? Well, on that night. On that night, it's Austin. It's Austin. Yeah. Austin's the the head honcho here. We're, we're here for Stone Cold Steve Austin. That's right. He can't believe he's in the ring with Stone Cold. And he says, for years I've been asking who's better than Canyon. The answer is you, Austin. It's Austin. And then mm-hmm. there we go. Gives him the shirt. He's he's the guy. And then we had Deborah and her famous cookies. Oh, man. Oh, I would have done anything to at least try Deborah's cookies. I know a lot of people. Well, listen, you had at this time, especially, which she mm-hmm. used to carry around the plate of cookies. They were always stacked so nicely. There was always a lot of cookies there. Well, it seemed like they weren't a big hit. It seems like they weren't a big hit. But, you know, you would try the cookie and you would, ooh, you know, give it a little like, whoa, what is this? And then you would look at Austin and be like, actually, these taste pretty damn good. Hmm. So, I have a very important question. Mm, okay. Do you think that those cookies were made or store bought for the occasion? They had to be made. They had to be made. They, there was no way that Deborah, Deborah had to have put love into those cookies. They can't be store bought. Let us know in the comments. Do you think they were store bought? You think maybe Deborah made those cookies? What do you think? Cause, uh, Austin was scared, but he does that thing that every partner does to make your, your significant other happy. Smile mm. and nod. And he's going to eat the cookie. And then Paul stops him and says, you don't want a sugar high. Cause we have this video tribute. True. And then they do the tribute, the tributes, whatever. And then they bring in Stephanie McMahon. And I'm going to let you take it from here. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Oh my God. Okay, so listen, I've we've all watched, everyone watching this has probably watched a lot of wrestling. You know, we've watched... The great matches of the time, you know, Mick Foley and Undertaker's Hell in a Cell, 
Yeah, TLC 2 from WrestleMania 17. Mm-hmm. Sasha Banks and Bailey from NXT TakeOver Brooklyn. We've mm-hmm. done many things. We've watched all these matches and just sat there and gone, this is, this is what wrestling's all about. <laughs> Not me. Not me. When I think professional wrestling, when I think Monday Night Raw and it's hey day, there's no other segment that I would rather watch than this segment right here. Stone Cold Steve Austin Appreciation Night because the, the sweet vocal cords of Stephanie McMahon come out in one of the greatest performances by any human being in the history of life. Stephanie McMahon sings just this beautiful rendition of, of what song, Joel? What song would this be? They call the song The Wind Beneath Our Ring. Oh, and it is just, it's the greatest cover of all time. Well, the greatest parody? I, I wouldn't I wouldn't really call it a cover because she does change the words. Change the words. That's right. Yeah. And so first, she brings Lillian Garcia in to sing the song. And Lillian yeah. is like, I have no idea what's going on. It was perfect. And she was just totally. Lillian confused. Garcia is a recording artist. She's had yes. multiple albums, both in mm-hmm. English and in Spanish. Um, she's done the Tori Wilson's theme song. She did. She sang Tori Wilson's theme song. She She's a professional singer. She yeah. is. But she doesn't even hold a candle to Stephanie McMahon's abilities. Mm. So even before we get to Stephanie, you've got JR yelling for Maylox, yelling for Pepto. He's just sick of it. Is JR needs some Maylox. <laughs> JR needs Pepto. And I'm just like, oh, this is this is, this is JR before AEW JR. So <laughs> Lillian starts singing, but she's confused as hell. So they stop yeah. the song. They stop it together. No, no. So Stephanie's like, I'm going to lead it. Mm, and it's as just she would. perfect. Oh, and my favorite part of this is you've got, you, you close your eyes and you hear the sweet sound of Stephanie McMahon's voice. By the way, she is one of the people in the world. You know, there's people in this world that they talk and then they sing. You go, that comes out of that. Like I didn't hear that. Stephanie sings like she speaks. And that's, you could imagine. Stephanie's got a very high register in her, her voice. She's, it can be a little nasally at some mm. points. Uh, you know, I have a nasally voice. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying it can get that register that kind of hits your ears in a very specific way. You know, so, um, she sings like she talks. It's definitely, you know, it's Stephanie. I'll, I'll put it that way. But my favorite part about this is the words coming down on the screen. Um, mm-hmm. little, you got a little, you got a little head just bouncing along. You got a little, little, little stone cold, little stone cold, stone cold head just bouncing along. So you can, it's karaoke here, friends. You can sing along at home. You can sing with Stephanie. You can do a duet with Stephanie and men and the whole entire alliance. Because my favorite part is when she's walking around and the wind and him, and then she goes to the, and she gives him like Raven and she's like, take it, Raven. He's like, oh, there's, there's so much going on. She gets it's- Chavo. She gets mm. Terry, she gets mm. Raven and just incredible. Mm-hmm. And then everybody sings. You think that the people in the arena were singing along too? You I think they were been. in it? I would have been. been singing. Yeah. I would have been singing. I, at this point, I was young, so I didn't know this song. But as a, as I've grown up, obviously I've, you know, I love music and I know you're a big music buff as well, Joel. Um, we could do a whole series on, on analyzing music, but that's oh, yeah. for a different place. But like, I know this song. And I can sit here and I'm, I'm a heel fan at heart. I like heels more than I like baby faces. Who wants to, t- who wants to see a baby? Yuck. Boring. I don't like people that like, you know, high five babies and crap. I want the people that sing ridiculous music and they're just over the top sarcastic. And Stephanie McMahon to me is the perfect heel. 
A lot of people will bitch on me for this, but I think Stephanie McMahon is top tier, one of the greatest heels ever in the business. I Just think saying. you're absolutely right. I agree Stephanie with you wholeheartedly. And I think there are many people Fantastic. who would as well. She, she's the best at making you want to hate somebody. Absolutely. Yep. You just, and you want us to see her get beat the crap up. And right. multiple times you did. One of the best things about Stephanie McMahon was her banter with Chris Jericho. It was, mm-hmm. it was the best. You finally seen Stephanie get her comeuppance against someone. But anyway, um, Stephanie is singing. She's got the whole alliance singing. The whole arena singing. It's a beautiful time. Like I'm just sitting here like I've watched this segment more times than I would like to admit. And I can just sit there and just be like, well, I watched this segment on Twitch once and it was, my chat was popping off. They were loving it. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was getting subs, bits, donations, all of it. Just because they were like, give me Stephanie. You know, that's definitely not a made up story. No, um, never. So, yeah, no. Poor, poor Lillian Garcia is like forced to stay there and keep singing. I felt yeah. so bad for poor Lillian. I didn't. It would have been a dream. I wish I was Lillian at that point. I wouldn't have botched it like Lillian did. I tell you that. Well, they finish singing all together and they're happy. And Austin is so proud of everyone. He says, look at y'all in your WCW shirts and your ECW shirts and your Stone Cold merchandise. And then he stops himself and he notices a little bit of orange and black. Those aren't Stone Cold colors, my friend. Whose colors are those, Josh? It's Taz. It is, of course, Taz. Um, Taz done. You can bleep me. Fucked up in this situation. Okay. What? He just, he just, he just fucked up. What? Um, you don't do that. You don't do that, Taz. You don't what? do it. Taz apologizes. And then Austin's just tearing a hole into him and just, just ripping the shirt. And, and then all of a sudden, Kurt Angle's music hits and it's massive ovation. I don't know if it's because the crowd was waking up or if it was because they were waiting for something, but out comes Kurt Angle and he's not alone. He's driving a big old milk truck to the ring. And at this point, JR gets to rattle off every single milk analogy in 90 seconds, including the billion dollar princess has become a dairy queen. I'm not doing a JR voice right it's now. It's my favorite, maybe my favorite line ever in wrestling. This segment is a lot of people, I think they think Milkomania and they see this segment, but I don't think a lot of people put two and two together that this happened before this. Like, I, I know a lot of people visualize the, I can close my eyes and go, I can see the milk truck right now. I can see yep. it all happening. I can see Kurt Angle doing this. I can hear the lines. I can see the crowd. I can see it all. But that segment was followed by something so amazing. Like a lot of people crap on wrestling these days for segments going too long and for there's not enough wrestling on a program and blah, blah, blah. I've always been the person that like, I want to see, my television weekly product being more segment heavy, less wrestling, and then more wrestling on pay-per-views. That's just my formula that I like. This segment went for a pretty long time. It's a pretty yeah. long segment. Like, obviously, there's no commercials. There's nothing like that. It's a very different formula to what they use on, on Raw or SmackDown now. Um, but it's a long segment. And a lot of people crap on the scene and stuff like that. But it's a great heel. It's great heel stuff. Like, it is oh, great yes. heel stuff. Yep. It keeps you hooked for the entire time. Um, but I will say, we're talking about the Alliance and talking about the invasion before looking at the field of people in there, you're like, wow, there's a real lackluster of stars on the Alliance side. Like you had Austin, obviously, and Stephanie McMahon was a bigger star than 95% of the people that were standing in the ring. And that wasn't even, Stephanie wasn't even her peak yet. Stephanie was a couple years into the business really. Um, well on camera, at least, um, like it's, it's, it, it really does paint the picture of the the invasion (laughs) i think it's fair to say 
Yeah, not not the best of times telling those stories of the invasion when you couldn't get the big hitters of WCW's past into your company. Or ECW's, to be completely honest. I mean, you had RVD, who was kind of on another level of his own. He was probably the only one from the Alliance that was getting heavy cheers every single time he was in the ring. Like, RVD was over from the minute he got to WWE, or F at the time. And even Taz, there was uh, there was a yeah. huge, huge thing for Taz to come in. Tommy Dreamer was there. There were opportunities there. But again, we just didn't have the star power or WWE didn't put in the effort to build the stars of WCW coming in. They just saw them as a bunch of guys that they could it's Booker. beat. Well, and it, it was, was Booker. Booker. It was Booker. If you didn't have Hogan and Nash and Hall, they eventually did come over. Uh, but if you didn't have... Those people, the sting, you didn't have sting. It's just kind of like, if you can't do it properly, you probably shouldn't have done it. But also they were trying to strike while the iron was hot with buying WCW. And really, if you were Vince McMahon at that point, what would have you done? If you couldn't get those stars, would you try to still capitalize on the brand that was ECW and WCW? Just leave it. Do you just, you didn't have a network to put all their crap on at that time. I know there was DVD sales and VHS. There's, what else could you really do? Really? We're not going to get into it because honestly, the comments are going to become a whole recounting True. of the Nitro book and all the stories and all True. the tales that are out there. We know about them. We've talked about them, but we're not mm. talking about them here. Regardless, this is a, this is a segment that lasts and stands the test of time. And it's not even so bad. It's good. It's just so badly sung that it's great. <laughs> yes. And it's so badly smelling of milk. That it's good. Josh, we got to drink our milk and get out of here. Where can the people find you on the internet? You find me right there. At Josh Robinson underscore zero zero pretty much across the board. You know what I'm about to say. I'm a pretty damn good time. Come hang out with me. He is, in fact, a very good time, and it's a good time over here at Fightful Overbooked at YouTube.com slash Fightful Overbooked. We drop content every single day, including the ones where you give your thumbs up and you like and subscribe to the video and the channel and all the stuff that comes with it. Ladies, gentlemen, friends beyond the binary, I am actual Pearl, J-O-E-L-P-E-A-R-L. We will see you in the next one. Cheers. <laughs>